0: meanings. No. no. Not. No. He. he. Because. because. Antaram. Antaram. Distinction. Distinction. Antaram. Bhagavati. in the Supreme Personality of God. Personality. Iha. Iha. Here. Here. Samastakuksha. Everything is within the abdomen. Everything is within the abdomen. Atmanam, the living entity. entity. Atmani, in, in the super soul. Nabha, Nabha. <clears throat> a small quantity of air. air. Nabhasi, Nabha within, within the whole air. Eva, Eva. As. as. dira. dira. To learn, to learn it, pashanti see si. si. Yatra, in whom yuvayo of you two, Suralingino, just like inhabitants yes. of Vaikuta, yes. like yes. Kim, how you parted them, awakened, awakened. developed. Inhum. He, he, certainly, certainly. Udara-bhedi, udara-bhedi, distinction between the body and the soul, the distinction between, between the body and the soul, and the soul. Bhayam, fearfulness, fearfulness. Yataha. yataha, where from, where from? asya, asya. Of, the Lord. of the Supreme Lord. Translation by his divine grace, bhaktivedanta swami, Prabhupada, japa, in the Vaikuntha world, there is complete harmony between the residents and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. just as there is complete harmony within space, between the big and small skies. Why then is there a seed of fear in this field of harmony? These two persons are dressed like inhabitants of Vaikuntha, but where from can their disharmony come into existence? Please repeat. In the Vaikuntha world, in the way, the world there is complete harmony, there is complete between, harmony the between the, the residents and the Supreme Personality of God. Just as there is complete harmony within space between the big and small skies, why then is there a seed of fear in this field of harmony? These two persons... These two persons are just like inhabitants of Aikuntha, are just just like inhabitants of, I. of I. But where from can their disharmony come into existence? Wherefrom but where from can their disharmony come into existence? Shien Prabhupada's purport. Just as there are different departments in each state in this material world, the civil department and the criminal department, so in God's creation there are two departments of existence. As in the material world, we find that the criminal department is far, far smaller than the civil department, so this material world, which is considered the criminal department, is one-fourth of the entire creation of the Lord. All living entities who are residents of the material universes are considered to be more or less criminals because they do not wish to abide by the order of the Lord, and they are against the harmonious activities of God's will. The principle of creation is that the Supreme Lord, the personality of Godhead, is by nature joyful and he becomes many in order to enhance his transcendental joy. The living entities are like ourselves, being part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, are meant to satisfy the senses of the Lord. Thus, whenever there is a discrepancy in that harmony, immediately the living entity is entrapped by maya or illusion. The external energy of the Lord is called the material world, and the kingdom of the, in the internal energy of the Lord is called Vaikunta. Kingdom of the internal energy of the Lord is called Vaikunta, or the kingdom of God. In the Vaikunta world, there is no disharmony between the Lord and the residents. Therefore, God's creation in the Vaikunta world is perfect. There is no cause of fear. The entire kingdom of God is such a completely harmonious unit that there is no possibility of enmity. Everything there is absolute, just as there are many physiological constructions within the body, yet they work in one order for the satisfaction of the stomach. Just as in a machine there are hundreds and thousands of parts, yet they run in harmony to fulfill the function of the machine. In the Vaikuntha planets, the Lord is perfect, and the inhabitants also perfectly engaged in the service of the Lord. <clears throat> the Mayavad philosophers, Mayavadi philosophers, the impersonalists, interpret this verse of Sriman Bhagavatam to mean that the small sky and the big sky are one, but this idea cannot stand. The example of the big sky and the small skies is also applicable within a person's body, The big sky is the body itself, and the intestines and other parts of the body occupy the small sky. Each and every part of the body has individuality, even though occupying a small part of the total body. Similarly, the whole creation is the body of the Supreme Lord, and we created beings or anything that is created are but a small part of that body. The parts of the body are never equal to the whole. This is never possible. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said that the living entities who are parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord are eternally parts and parcels. According to the Mayavadi philosophers, the living entity in illusion considers himself part and parcel, although he is actually one of the saints, the Supreme Whole. This theory is not valid. The oneness of the whole and the part is in their quality. The qualitative oneness of the small and large portions of the sky does not imply that the small sky becomes the big sky. There's no cause for the politics of divide and rule in the the Planets. There's no fear because of the united interests of the Lord in them. because of the united interests of the Lord and the residents. Maya means disharmony between the living entities and the Supreme Lord. And by means harmony between them. Actually, all living entities are provided for and maintained by the Lord because he is the supreme living entity. But foolish creatures, although actually under the control of the supreme living entity, defy his existence. And that state is called maya. Sometimes they deny that there is such a being as God, they say. Everything is void. And sometimes they deny him in a different way. There may be a God, but he has no form. Both these conceptions arise from the rebellious condition of the living entity. As long as this rebellious condition prevails, the material world will continue in disharmony. Harmony or disharmony is realized because of the law and order of a particular place. Religion is the law and order of the Supreme Lord. In the Srimad Bhagavad Gita, we find that religion means devotional service or Krishna consciousness. Krishna says, Give up all other religious principles and simply become a soul surrendered unto me. This is religion. When one is fully conscious that Krishna is the supreme enjoyer and supreme Lord, and one acts accordingly, that is real religion. Anything which goes against this principle is not religion. Krishna therefore says, Just give up all other religious principles. In the spiritual world, this religious principle of Krishna consciousness is maintained in harmony. Therefore, that world is called Vaikuntha. Does anybody, anybody ever say Vaikuntha? It's interesting, some words we we pronounce the T-H like it's supposed to be in San Vaikuntha. And Takur. other words, Tirtha. My spirit, Tirtha, of course, was a Tirtha. Anybody know? What is it Tirtha? Holy place. Tirtha. There are devotees that say Tirtha. Where is I? name? Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha. Therefore, that world is called Vaikuntha. If the same principles can be adopted here, wholly or partially, then it is also Vaikuntha. So it is with any society, such as the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, So it is with any society, such as the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. If the members of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, putting faith in Krishna as the center, live in harmony according to the order and principles of Bhagavad Gita, then they are living in Vaikuntha, not in this material world. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, our spiritual master, so you I just opened my eyes with a torch, of her I tell you, my respectful faces, and to him and all the members of Shri Parampara. I forgot to say, Om Namo Pagavate Vasudevaya. 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 in the Vaikuntha world, there is complete harmony between the residents and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, just as there is complete harmony within space between the big and small skies. Why then is there a seed of fear in this field of harmony? These two persons are dressed like inhabitants of Vaikuntha, but where from can their disharmony come into existence? Two, two words that stand out in this verse: harmony and fear. I was thinking of a, one of our restaurant customers, a nice young woman in her maybe thirties. She looks really young. She's got three kids, three small kids. She doesn't look. She doesn't even look like a married person to me, much less has three kids. I think she's, you know, doesn't have a husband in the vicinity that helps with this, and she's working, and she's a yoga teacher. She has a real upright posture. Her name is Harmony, so I'm just thinking about her. Sometimes I see her here, wonder how she do it? I, sometimes I ask her, are you teaching your yoga class? She says, I'm trying to work that in, you know, trying to work in life, and get the kids, and I, I want to teach yoga, but I can't always do it. So. Her name, she got the name Harmony, but how much harmony can you have in this world materially? <laughs> and she's trying. She has a yoga class. you go to yoga class, and you pay money and you get your, your spine balanced by the exercises. And you feel very harmonious in certain ways. <laughs> finally, finally my back feels good. I got some energy. And you sit down and meditate for a little while get a little mental harmony going. And then you back, back out on the street, people come here and they get into kirtan. I was seen how Lord, Lord Chaitanya distributed harmony everywhere he went. And we also distribute that. You know, people come here and get into kirtan for a little while. And they feel this harmony I was also thinking how, you know, some of us here are chanting Gayatri mantras every day. When you sit down and do that three times a day, it seems like the whole world goes away when you do that. You know, things work out right. (laughs) You can get interrupted sometimes, but mostly it's just like such a harmonious thing. First, you, you offer some respect and gratitude to the sun. And then to the spiritual master, and to the Lord Chaitanya. And these last two mantras are like, they're uh, called Kama Gayatri and Biji Gayatri. They're mantras. that are actually spoken by residents of the spiritual world. Especially, I guess, go look at Vrindavan, they speak these two mantras. They're always, you know, vibrating that. So, you know, it's like the universe is in harmony when we sit and do those those prayers. It feels that way. It feels that way when we're in the Mongol Arctic in the morning in the dark, you know, we're the only ones up doing such a thing. But there's like this harmony. And I was thinking how, you know, like Chitanya Bila, she likes to come and get the, the tambourine and participate. Kind of helps, I think, it seems like it probably helps her to get involved in the kirtan and And we can have more instruments, actually, is another thing I I don't know why I thought to mention this, but this harmonious thing we have going in the morning, there can be more instruments. Like, it's kind of become the tradition that, oh, there's only one drum player and one cock player, and everybody else backs off. Other temples, they have more, you know, like, if you're learning to play the mudanga, you can get the mudanga and try to follow the leader. That's the way a lot of people learn to play the drum. And this is going on every day. You can do this, and it might help everybody to come to Mangalartic. We had little, if you feel like you know, oh, not just these two people are leading the kirtan. Actually, we're all can be involved in the instrument playing, and you know, you got that, and other other people can do it too. Actually, sounds good to have more than one kartal playing. I think to me. So getting off the subject a little bit. So. um the Prabhupada points out that, uh, you know, the fallacy of the Mayavad uh, idea of harmony. In the Bhagavad Gita, there's this verse 410. Vita Bhaya Vita Krodha Manmaya Mama Pashrita Mama Pashrita Bahavoganata Basa Bhavam Agata. And one becomes free from uh, attachment, fear, and anger. Vita Raga Vaya krodha. Becoming freed from attachment, fear, and anger, being fully absorbed in me, and taking refuge in me, many, many persons in the past, became purified by knowledge of me, thus they all attained transcendental love for me. And Srila Prabhupada says, um, there are different things said about fear, the fearful stage of our existence. In this particular verse, Srila Prabhupada points out that that, um, because people are too materially absorbed, the conception of retaining the personality after liberation becomes a frightening matter. And when they are informed that spiritual life is also individual and personal, they become afraid. Seems like unnecessary, but I guess actually, if you've had bad enough experiences in this world, you can feel that way. I don't want to be a person. I don't want to know persons in the spiritual world. So they naturally prefer a kind of merging into the impersonal void. Generally, they compare the living entities to bubbles in the ocean, which merge into the ocean. That is the highest perfection of spiritual existence attainable without individual personality. This is the kind of fearful stage of life, devoid of perfect knowledge of spiritual existence. So according to that, the, the Mayavadis have a, you know, they're passing through a, a as Prabhupada said, a, a fearful understanding, or as he put it, a very, um, uh, not fearful, but a very difficult or something stage in their realization. So, but even the the like when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met with the Mayavadi sannyasis, and uh, he was able to show them this kind of harmonious understanding just by his presence. One of the things was he was very humble with them. You know, first of all, he went and sat down by the wash water. And he, was, he had this effulgence. So they came. The leader actually came and took him by the hand and thought, oh, you're a very learned person. You shouldn't be sitting over here where they wash their feet. Please come over here and sit with us. And then they started grilling and wiring and doing these things. The Mayavadi philosophers thought playing instruments and dancing and singing, these are sinful things, they think. We have to study philosophy and be strictly controlling our senses. This is real spiritual life. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to them and to everywhere he went, he demonstrated the harmoniousness of of real spiritual life. That that line in in the first verse in Shikshastakam is kind of a really, Really so nice, ever since I kind of read that and somebody helped me probably realize what it meant. You know, this cheta, how does it go? Cheta. Cheta dharpana marjana. I started thinking cheta etair. Another verse. Cheta dharpana marjana. Bhava Mahabha. (coughs) Daobagni. (coughs) Nirvapan. Shreya kairavachankan. Vidyavad hujivan. Vidyavad Jivan that uh, sankirtan is, is a life of spiritual knowledge. Is spiritual knowledge come to life. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was able to demonstrate harmony, not by preaching it so much as just showing it. Sri Prabhupada also did that. Of course, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke philosophy to the Mayavadis, starting with the Bhagavad Gita simple facts. You know, it says right in there, we are parts and parcels eternally, individual parts and parcels, of what's Vaiseshka Prabhu was quoting that on, on Wednesday. Basic truth right there in, in Sanskrit. Also, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him, that everything, I'm the source of everything, everything comes from me. Those who understand this. What is it? What is the text of that verse? The wise persons who know this engage in my devotional service or something like that. But first of all, he was humble, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then they started listening to him. And, and he said, also in the Bhagavad Gita, it says, Vedanta crit, I'm the compiler of the Vedanta. And the Vedas are about knowing me. He just said these simple things to the Mayavadis and they were listening and they were thinking, Yes, this is very wonderful. And at last he got them chanting Hare Krishna and say, yes, we, we actually know that these things are true. But we're, we're kind of like entangled in our, you know, our little group, our... It's a big thing in India, the, the Mayabadi Sinyasas, is to be part of that and to get started in and to get, you know, some position in the in the group and just to have the whole momentum. I guess it's hard to disentangle yourself. So that's why the advice for us is to not even start to hear these things and read about them. your Kabash and, you know, their understanding. Um... I was thinking also, and there's so many nice things in Chaitanya Charitamrita. One is the, the part about how King Prataparudra, he goes up on the roof with his brother. I think it's with the brother in law of Saraswati, Prakashananda Saraswati. One of those. Kobunata, Kobunata, he's the brother in law of Saraswati, I think. Because he's he's always arguing with him, telling him, you know, you're a rascal. It's my body. Oh, Sarvabonga, that's right. (laughs) You're such a fool, rascal. He talks to him like that, even though he's such a respected person. Juganath Puri is, you know, people bow at his feet, but this one brother, says, no, no, no. You're a fool. You know? So he, he goes, King Prataparudra wants to, he knows that all the devotees are coming from my poor area, West Bengal, East Bengal, all over to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so they're coming in. Jagannath Puri and, and King Patapurudra, he's, he's a devotee and he knows something about Lord Chaitanya and he wants to see the devotees as they're coming into town. Kind of reminds me of how, you know, before the Olympic games, all these groups from different nations, are coming into the arena. You know, they come in, in groups and they carry their flag. Used to be they would, I, don't, I haven't seen the Olympics in a long time, but they're like in each group, they point out the significant athlete. When I was in, in high school, I mean, there was this one Russian power lifter named Alexiev, and he was the most powerful. He didn't look like a weightlifter; He was kind of a round, almost chubby looking guy, but he was so powerful. He would squat down and grab the bar and his whole neck and face would bulge. And he would lift this huge barbell and it was so amazing to see him, and just the whole stadium would just like roar, wow. He was lifting far more than anybody could. And he was... So they would point out these athletes to come into the arena. Here's the great power lifter Alexia from Russia. Here's the great Roman or wrestler from Bulgaria. Here's the great this and that, you know, coming in. So they were doing that on the roof. Uh, King Prataparudra with Gopinathacharya was pointing out all these amazing devotees. Here's, what's that one from East Bengal? Um, Pundarika Vidyanidhi. Here's Paramananda. Here's Vasudev Dutta and all these. You know, I don't know there's like a hundred of them. And he's pointing out, and King Prataparudra is watching him and he's amazed. He's saying things like, because there's a kirtan going on at the same time. All these devotees are coming into town walking. You can imagine they look like big swans or something. But, you know, we, we see them that way. Some people might think oh, it's a bunch of guys in bed sheets. But they're having a kirtan. <laughs> they're having a kirtan in King Prataparudra. says, "This I've never seen such a thing. This is the sound in the you know, the sight of these devotees, it's... I've never seen such an amazing thing in my life, and uh just keeps coping out the chart, keeps describing, here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so, now here's... you know, all these amazing devotees. And then you get to hear about them later, more individually and whatnot, but... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu demonstrated this harmoniousness everywhere, mm-hmm. was in South India, he just travel, 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 visit all these temples and Shiva temples and everything, all, all these Ram Bhaktas were there and bodies and different people and he got them all chanting Hari Krishna. He got it, converted them to Vaishnavas. Apparently that's what I remember from I haven't read that part of the Chaitanya Chaitanya in a while, but I think he converted many, many, many people to Vaishnavas, you know, and from you know and spoke the truth to the Tatvavadis and they they took it. And then when he went to Varanasi, he uh, converted all the, it said he converted all the myodis to (laughs) Vaishnavas. And then the people in the town, they also came to him. They were so amazed to see his singing, dancing kirtan. They wanted to know philosophy and some things, what is behind all this. He told them so nicely, the harmonious understanding. So there's, um, anybody have any? Oh, one thing I was always I like to remember and you know, talking about harmony. For many years, I rented apartments, and, and I rented apartments in a very interesting part of the university. I mean, the, the United States, it's a Southern California beach community, Pacific Beach, where people are, you know, out of control. A lot of times, a lot of nice people there, too. But people get the idea because they rent an apartment, they can do anything they want to in the apartment, especially in a beach place like that. And they don't think, you know... They just don't keep in their head that this p- apartment belongs to someone else. and I'm paying rent, but, I'm, you
1: know, just
0: remember at all times, I'm, I'm just renting this thing here. It's not mine to tear up and, you know leave whole rooms full of pizza boxes. And they find these amazing things when people move out. You know. <laughs> um, this lady next door, this Italian lady, she used to come and yell at me because somebody left an apartment. just a complete mess, you know. I can't believe people are, you know what they're doing back there? So, you know, when there's, when a person knows who the proprietor is then there's harmony in, a, in an apartment more or less as much as you can I mean, as far as that goes but when they forget, Robert was talking about this, our friend Robert who does service he left his house to do um, to go to Germany and serve do something in the military When he, he rented his house when he came back to Tucson he's still cleaning up the mess years later in the backyard because I asked him the other night, what do your girls do on Sunday? And you know, came to our Festival, I was really hoping they would enjoy themselves. He says they, you know, they can't eat the food so much. You know, and they don't know what they're doing here. But I said, well, what else do these girls do on Sunday? He said, well, had them help clean up this mess in the backyard, which was left from these people who lived, you know, while I was in Germany. And uh, so. Uh, Now, fearfulness, um, there's uh, this interesting statement that, that uh, um Kumaras say that there's a, a seed of fear in this field of harmony. Anybody know what's being referred to? Mm-hmm. What do you put? What, what's the seed of fear? Huh? Of course, they're okay. showing weapons. <laughs> the yeah. hands, being towards them. Yeah, why is it the seed of fear? Like well, they're blocking them because what? they're fearful about who's coming in. Are they fearful? Are they? Because it sounds like they're gonna, they're making fun of them. They're just disrespecting their glories. It said in the previous verse. But it is strange because they're they're probably images mean, a little children and they're showing their weapons, says they put their, weapon, their spears across them to prevent. It said that, you know, um, how, how you say something to somebody makes a difference. You can say something in, an, in a nice way. You can say this one thing in a harsh way or you can say the same thing in a nicer way and make a big difference. Some reason they this is all pastime, but they they throw these big weapons in front of these little kids. Why would they do that? It's all really strange. And they call it the seed of fear. Well, I was just thinking, you know, our philosophy that where does fear come from? Where does Prabhupada say fear comes from? There's a section in Bhagavad Gita. In the 10th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, which is called Opulence of the Absolute, in the beginning, Krishna gives a list of things which he says are various qualities of living beings that are created by me alone. One of those is fear, another one is fearlessness. Things like intelligence, knowledge, freedom from doubt and delusion, forgiveness, truthfulness, Control the senses, control the mind, happiness and distress, birth, death, fear, fearlessness, non-violence, equanimity, satisfaction, austerity, charity, fame and infamy. All these various qualities of living beings are created by me alone. And over under the in the fear part of the discussion, Sri Aurobindo says fear is caused by our absorption in the illusory energy. But those who are free from the illusory energy, those who are confident that they are not the material body, that they are spiritual parts of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and who are therefore engaged in the transcendental service of the Supreme Godhead have nothing to fear. Their future is very bright. This fear is a condition of persons who are not in Krishna consciousness. Aviyam fearlessness is possible only for one Krishna consciousness. So Source of Fear, Seat of Fear. I was thinking that the, the the Kumaras are making a statement that the bodily consciousness is coming in creeping into the situation when they are there in front of the gatekeepers. Gatekeepers are supposed to um be above that, but they see these persons as uh, you know naked and children. <laughs> so they they think, okay, we should stop them. But do they have to use their weapons? So it's kind of a it's a really strange thing, and. Uh, We're kind of running out of time. There's some nice verses that t- talk about Yogandras who also travel around naked. The nine Yogandras are traveling around the universe and they come to this sacrifice by this king, Nimi, who's a beautiful devotee. And he, asks, he recognizes who they are, and becomes humble, and, you know, receives them so nicely and ask them, you know, we're in a difficult position in this material world. We're foolish people. What can we do about this situation? And so the yogendras start to speak some nice philosophy. And they say some things related to fear. Does anybody have any comments? I already asked that so far. But anybody want to say anything? 851, we're almost finished here, but I'll just read really quickly this. Part of this pastime is kind of nice. i would say one, I'd like to say one thing about okay. fear. Well, well, fear. When we see something that's separate from Krishna, from Krishna's energy, then that's a cause of fear. We're seeing Krishna in everything, in Krishna's energy, and it's Krishna's connection to his energy and everything. Then we can be fearless. Yeah. And also Srila Prabhupada said three things if you remember that Krishna is the supreme and best, dearest friend, your mm-hmm. dearest friend, and the dearest friend of all living entities, and he's also the supreme proprietor and controller mm-hmm. and enjoyer, then there is no fear. Yeah, right. I meant to, thank you, I was meant to bring that verse up. The Prabhupada said that's our peace formula. That's the formula for peace and harmony. And... Uh, Goes along with this idea of you know, the, the landlord is the owner of the apartment, who's the enjoyer, and the, the proprietor, and the, the master of all your various rooms, and bathroom, and kitchen. You know, so these sages that you get, you'll gain just wonder the earth, seeing the entire universe with all its gross subtle objects, as the manifestation of the Supreme Lord is non-different from the Self. They are liberated souls who travel freely to the planets of the demigods, perfected mystics, the sadhya's, etc., etc., the Mm -hmm. heavenly musicians. Once they came to the earth, they came upon a sacrificial performance of the great soul of The king understood that the nine sages were exalted devotees of the supreme personality of Godhead. Therefore, overjoyed at their auspicious arrival, he offered them suitable sitting places and worshipped them in a proper way. Overwhelmed with transcendental joy, the king humbly bowed his head and then proceeded to question the nine sages. He said, I think that you must be direct associates of the supreme personality of Godhead who is as famous as the enemy of the demon Muddu." For the conditioned souls, the human body is most difficult to achieve and can be lost at any moment. Um, Where does it get to the fear part over here? I kindly ask you to tell me what the supreme good is. After all, even half a moment's association with pure devotees within this world of birth and death is priceless treasure for any man. He says, uh, I don't know, text 33, gets to the... Sri Kavi said, consider that one's own intelligence is constantly disturbed by his falsely identifying himself with a temporary material world. He can achieve real freedom from fear only by worshiping the lotus, lotus feet of the infallible Supreme Lord. In such devotional service, all fear entirely ceases. As You were talking about that, I was thinking yes we we should know that things are related to the lord but we have to know something about like this says achieve real freedom from fear only by worshiping the lotus feet of the infallible supreme lord so it reminds us that the lord is infallible so the more things we know about krishna the more we have confidence and are not fearful but you have to, as Shem, the prophet says sometimes, it's not enough just to know that God is great or that there is a God. You, know, you, you need to know more. Um, this is an interesting verse, th- text 35, because I think there's something similar to this in the Bible. The Yoganjus say, O king, one who accepts this process of devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead will never blunder on, in, on his path in this world. Even while running with eyes closed, he will never trip or fall. Isn't there something like that in the Bible? And yeah. this last verse I'll read. You me finish. I think this was brought up. This, by Vaisheshika uh, Prabhu. It says, Fear arises when a living entity misidentifies himself as the material body because of absorption the external illusory energy of the Lord. When the living entity thus turns away from the Supreme Lord, he also forgets his own constitutional constitutional position as a servant of the Lord. This bewildering, fearful condition is affected by the potency for illusion called maya. Therefore, an intelligent person should engage unflinchingly in the unloyed devotional service of the Lord, under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master, whom he should accept as his worshipable deity and as his very life and soul. So anyway, I guess we're finished. If anybody has any quick comments, they can say so. Most. okay. I just said we're not, supposed to be threatened by nuns. Oh, that's a good one. Well, so like says so, so many things. Constant constantly nice. a threat. There's mm-hmm. always some danger. You're yeah. supposed to be there. I know. And the only answer is to try to take shelter of oh, the right shelter we have some friends now that are you know really scared and worried about physical illness and things and you can just see how uh, important steady practice is and associating with devotees. we're we're really lucky to be able to come here and start out every day with this harmonies Mangalartic session and then you know our chanting and not? I have this one relative, one of the, my favorite uncles in my, both sides of the family, really sweet person. And he's, he and his wife were part of the choir and Christian church. So he went to the church every Sunday for many, many years probably 50, 60 years. And when his wife died, he was just shattered. It's like his whole life was just torn apart. I'd try to call him on the phone, talk to him a little bit. He would just sob on the phone. That's <laughs> all he could do is just sob, you know, my wife's gone. So, you know, so, um, you know if, even in religious life, if you have a material conception that you're maintaining, material attachment, you'll stay fearful and, and your whole life will be upset when you know, these things, material losses happen. But we shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't we shouldn't approach old age like that. And we shouldn't so we shouldn't encourage our friends to be, you know, fearful, I'm thinking, of of these material illnesses or things that are going on in our lives. We should encourage each other to seriously practice Krishna consciousness and be happy. It's the only happiness, the only answer we see. Okay. Shreemad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai, Shreemad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai. You Ki Jai.